Welcome to the Community of Broken Spirit podcast. We are a group of people who unwittingly became a community when we found ourselves together in a business. Through years of meeting and working together, we, from different church backgrounds, discover just what it takes to love one another, what and all. As God empowered us to comprehend His incredible love, we found ourselves more and more distant from the institutional church, finding it somewhat consumed, preoccupied, and quite removed from the lives we live. It was not exactly a healthy place to be in for us and for our families. We return to his simple gospel, to know God, to be loved, and to love one another. Perhaps this place may inspire some that us before, who inadvertently found themselves without a life or church to desire after him again. Each season, we will be sharing stories of our members, sharing the raw, unedited journey of how we came to find Christ and what our lives look like today. We hope by sharing our stories, we can inspire others to avoid the mistakes we made and encourage each other to keep going. Hi there, welcome back to the fourth episode of season four. If this is the first time we met, then I would suggest you go back to the episode one of this season so you can have a better understanding of the whole story and the journey. In this episode, you will learn why that we are called the community of broken spirits and how brokenness is not about feeling bad about sins and failures. Rather, it is about surrendering oneself to God's great love and mercy while having ownership of our failures and sins. Intrigued? Keep listening to find out how the salvation plan of God involves a whole cycle of breaking in order to restore the spirit of sonship for mankind through Christ. Now, let's dive in. Cops, the community of broken spirits. Why do we call ourselves the community of broken spirits? First, it's about community. In the previous podcast, I shared how the Lord had shown me how His church, the body of Christ, started with a small little community, helping and loving one another through hardship as they faced persecution. It was not housed in a magnificent building. It did not flourish because of mega gatherings or movements. It was mobile, on the run sometimes, and moved when the presence of God moves. It is within the body of every true believer of Christ who worships God and none other. It is therefore boundless and extends beyond boundaries of status, space and time, surviving through human history only because God presented His great self powerfully among His people in signs and wonders, and from time to time our forerunners encourage and strengthen them by their testimonies and teachings of the Lord. It is where we carry His presence in our everyday lives and to wherever He leads us to. Next, why broken spirit? This is yet another Rima moment when the Lord taught me 
about receiving dunamis, the power of God, in order to be able to love one another, just as he commanded in John 13, 34-35. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. So let me begin sharing from what was written in our website, communityofbrokenspirit.org. Why broken spirit? The power to love. Our love so frail. We can love because we are loved. We are created to love and for love. My husband described his experience when our firstborn child was birthed. He said this, It was a strange feeling. Something very strong well up from deep within me. So deep, something I didn't know existed. Something I've never experienced before. And I tried to put on my best smile, hoping that my baby would like me when she opens her eyes to see me. I identify. I feel the same strong deep love for each of my children, and in fact from the moment they were growing in my womb. But our love has its limitations. As much as we try, internal and external pressures sometimes make us unable to love, makes us tired. As much as we desire to, it is difficult or impossible to feel or communicate love all the time. We all have been there. It is the same way with my relationship with God. Love that starts out strong and powerful gets weary at times. Maybe it got too familiar. From time to time, I forget him in the midst of business of living and of so many responsibilities. One time, God sends my mentor Serene to me, saying, Sarah, your plate is so full. But as much as I try to clear up my plate, it keeps filling up. Parenting my three growing children, praying for them and for my husband, as he copes with stress in his business, caring for sick family members, serving church, helping friends in need, balancing a tight budget, and now in my late 50s, the woes of an aging body, the least goes on. At some points in my life, God seemed distant. I cannot feel his love, nor can I feel my love for him. How can I sustain love for a being who is not visible, who does not shout for or demand my love and attention? I longed for the time when he was first in my life, where his love sustains me, his voice excites me, and he made me feel alive again. I longed to be able to love him like I used to. The Dunamis It was one of those moments in the pit of wretchedness that the Lord taught me about the power I need to be able to love him. It is in the good book, the Bible says that in order to know the extent of God's love for us, we need His power. I read from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17 to 19, NLT version. Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. 
then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. God showed me this word in Greek for power, dunamis. How do we get hold of this dunamis power, I ask God? Is it through fasting or praying or through leading a holy life? I think of the hermits and holy men of India who don't bathe, don't eat, spend their life in seclusion and live in a state of meditation 24-7. I don't think I can live like them, nor do I have any desire to do so. And frankly, I do not think any human can achieve holiness this way. The Secret to the Power In October 2008, I read a book by Bob Sorge, Secrets of the Secret Place, in which he shared a revelation he had of Romans chapter 1, verses 3 to 4. Concerning his son Jesus Christ, who was born of the seed of David, according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God, with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. This is the NKJV version. Besides the word power, verse 17 also quickened my spirit. I was intrigued by a revelation he shared in Psalms 51, verse 11, which I will explain in a minute. I pondered on these words and started drawing in my journal. As I listened carefully to what I felt, the Holy Spirit showing me. You can find the pictorial illustration on the website. I analyzed the verse and thought to myself, First, the Spirit of God, Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. God's Spirit was first revealed as His Spirit, not the Holy Spirit. I drew a triangle to represent God's Spirit. And secondly, the human spirit, which is in Psalms 51. I drew another triangle below to represent the human spirit. The finest example of a good human spirit has to be King David, I thought. Here is one who loves God deeply and unabashedly, and one whom God even describes as the apple of his very own eye. But only through the wise revelation of the prophet did King David suddenly see the extent and ugliness of what he had done. Adultery, coveting another man's wife, and plotting his murder. It's amazing how blind one can be to be his own sin, not to mention this is David, one who is so intimately close to God. He realizes that it was God he has totally failed against and sinned against, which he had beautifully confessed in Psalms 5, chapter 51, verse 4. Against you and you alone have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. He knows he has utterly no excuse and no way of redeeming himself. In that moment of panic, realizing that God was going to turn away from him in disgust, he acknowledges his sin in total repentance, completely broken and contrite, and cried out to the Lord. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. Psalms 51 verse 17 such is the wisdom of a man who knows the heart of God intimately. Number 3. Holy Spirit Psalms 51 verse 11 NKJV version Bill, the possibility of losing his intimacy with God, strikes him with fear, and he begs God not to leave him. Do not banish me from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. This is when it hit me. When Bob Sorch writes, Psalms 51 verse 11, 
It's the first time in the Bible where the Spirit of God was referred to as the Holy Spirit. At that very moment, I saw the first triangle that I sketched in my journal, which represents the Spirit of God, move down and descend onto the next triangle representing the human spirit. Together, it formed the Star of David. Number four, from brokenness to holiness. I was intrigued by this revelation and jotted down in my journal. God's spirit plus a broken human spirit equals Holy Spirit? I pondered, is it when the human spirit is totally broken and helpless and it realizes that nothing is worse than losing God's presence? Nothing is more precious, more important than our relationship with God, that we are able to receive God's spirit into our spirit? Is it only then that our spirit can become holy because only God is holy? I suddenly get it. Holiness can only come from brokenness. I do not get it by fasting or fervent praying. It's not how much I know. It is not by how holy or how Christian I appear. It is not from my achievements, not how good I am. It is not measured by the extent of my service to God or to the church. It is not when I become perfect, for I can never be. Brokenness, I came to realize, is not about feeling bad about my sins and failures. It is about surrendering myself to God's great love and mercy while in full cognizance and ownership of my failures and sins. My surrender allows God's spirit to break into my human spirit. When the first triangle descended into the second triangle, it forms an intersection in the shape of a hexagon. That is when God's spirit and my spirit are one, and I can live my life led not by my human spirit, but by the spirit of God. This hexagon, one of the many symbols and signs the Lord revealed to us in the years to come, represents the holiness of God manifested in men, as well as the spirit of holiness, or the Holy Spirit. The significance of the hexagon was unclear to me until around 2015, when the Lord led me to rent a place which used to be a part of a bank, and we opened up a prayer vault. It is always such fun simply listening and waiting for God to unravel a little at a time, even if it takes years to get the whole picture. Point 5. Holiness is power. Through the holiness of God or the Holy Spirit, power is released, the same dunamis power that resurrected Christ, which is from the verse Romans chapter 1 verse 4, quoted by Bob Sorge, which I shared earlier, about the secret to the power. The power is in brokenness. I realize the key to unlocking this resurrection power of the Holy Spirit is in brokenness. One example in the New Testament is Peter, the disciple of Jesus. The disciples had thought that the heavenly army would come down to defeat the Roman army, and this would prove that Jesus was the Messiah. But things did not turn out as they had anticipated. For all of Peter's bravado, human strength and popularity with people, he could not withstand the terror he felt when he saw Jesus arrested without resistance, ready to go to the cross. His love for the Lord filled him, his human faith was shattered, and his spirit was devastated and tormented when he heard the cock crow for the third time 
remembering then his oath never to betray the Lord. The resurrected Lord asked Peter three simple questions as they had their breakfast by the beach. In fact, it was the same question that Jesus asked Peter three times to cancel out Peter's three failures. The only thing that mattered. Do you love me, Peter? Peter took a deep look into himself, unworthy, broken and contrite, and he realised that this frail and broken heart do really love the Lord. And that was all that was required. His brokenness empowered him to understand and taste love. Broken and fully restored, he was now qualified and ready to receive the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. The rest is history. The power to transform anyone is in brokenness. Breaking of Christ, God's great plan. I thought about Romans chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. This is taken from the NKJV version. The emphasis, arrangement and words in parentheses are mine. His son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, comma, who was born of the seed of David, according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God, with power, bracket, dunamis, according to the Spirit of Holiness, bracket, Holy Spirit, by the resurrection from the dead. I try to break it down, pictorially down in my journal, as I try to grasp what the Holy Spirit is trying to show me. You can see this illustration on the website. On December 29, 2015, I was trying to share this with the Cops members at the prayer vault in Chinese, when one of them, Hai Chu, a 70-year-old grandmother and a relatively new Christian, blurted out excitedly, Jesus was the Son of God in the first place. I thought about her joyful outburst as she is normally a very quiet and reserved person. What a revelation! I was so exhilarated that in sharing this, that what was maybe a little foggy to me a few years ago has now become crystal clear. Here is the summary of what I caught. Number one, first, Jesus was the Son of God, verse three. Number two, next, he had to be born of flesh, a seed of David, verse three. Third, his body had to be broken to bear the punishment for all the sins of the flesh of men. At the cross, Jesus took on this brokenness physically by being willing to be falsely accused, beaten and tortured, and finally crucified and hung on the cross. Number four. But it was not enough. We saw that his human spirit had to be broken too. He went to the depths of hopelessness and despondence, to the point of feeling forsaken and alienated from God, totally broken in spirit, where he cried, My God, my God! Why have you abandoned me? You can find this verse in Matthew chapter 27, verse 45 to 46, the NLT version. Number five, thereupon he died and surrendered his human spirit. Number six, his human spirit, now totally broken, received God's spirit. Number seven, his spirit became holy and the Holy Spirit now dwells in his dead body. Number eight, the Holy Spirit accorded him dunamis power. Verse four. Number nine, Jesus' body resurrected. Verse four. And number ten, God declared him to be the Son of God again. Verse four. 
I suddenly saw the whole picture. The salvation plan of God involves a whole cycle of breaking in order to restore the spirit of sonship for mankind through Christ. What Adam had lost, Christ had to go through once more. The full cycle of birth, death and resurrection to restore mankind's sonship and to regain man's dominion over earth from the devil. How did you like the episode? We hope you enjoy it. In the next week's episode, you will learn why brokenness is a good thing and how to use it to our advantage in our daily lives. We will see you in the next episode. Hi there. If you found that this episode resonates with you or if you would like to share your story, please drop a review at Apple Podcast. It will serve a fresh dose of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content of this podcast. By doing so, you will also help more people find this podcast. If you are interested, we also have a blog at communityofbrokenspirit.org. Again, it's communityofbrokenspirit.org where we post twice a week stories and parts of our members' journals from past and present years. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter.